Hey everyone, thanks for watching. If you'd like to see more Hemisync podcasts, such as episode 8 with Dean Reagan, podcasts that aren't necessarily associated with any particular Hemisync product, but simply feature fascinating guests and subjects associated with the frontiers of consciousness research and understanding, please consider joining our exclusive Patreon page and get some great discounts on Hemisync products in the bargain. Thanks for watching. So we are back to discuss your fourth Hemisync album. Um, and just to recap for folks that might be new, um, if you want more background on Suzanne and the first couple of albums, please reference episode five of the podcast, as well as the Q&A that we did for working with your guides. Um, but again, to recap, the first album was called The Training Ground, which was really just teaching people to learn to recognize um, and experience expanded states of awareness, uh, mostly in the alpha and theta range. Um, we followed that up with Building the Power, uh, which was designed to raise your vibratory frequency um, so that those in the non-physical can see our energetic signatures and say, hey, what's going on with that one? You know, that person's waking up. Let's pay attention to them. Um, and so that's what makes connection possible. And then the third one was working with your guides. And so there we were improving that connection um, so that we can receive teaching, assistance, support. And it's always a pleasure and a thrill to come back to you because we never know when we've recorded the last one with you, do we? We, we just kind of do them as you get them. That's right. I used to, when I was in the Navy, it was all about setting goals and having a plan, especially when I was aide to the chairman. You had to know what was coming next all the time. Mm. And then I got out of the Navy, and for a short period, I facilitated strategic planning sessions with CEOs. And these days, I just flow with whatever spirit brings forth in the moment. I have goals, but they're just so nebulous these days because what spirit brings forth is always so much better than I could ever plan. Yeah, yeah I've actually gone through a similar type of progression, so that's interesting to hear about that. Um, but this fourth one that has come to us is called Making the Connection. Can you tell us a bit about it? What's behind it? What's the, what's the purpose? Oh. Just as with the previous three series in the series, Garrett, this one was guided and dictated by my team of guides in the spirit world, by Sanaya. So their words became my words, as I said, in the studio to, to bring this to fruition. But this is all about actually connecting with any level of higher consciousness. So not just loved ones who have passed, although what a blessing that is when we can tune into our loved ones across the veil. But you wanna connect with guides, with masters, with your own higher self, with the all that is. If we surrender and let what is supposed to happen happen, this recording provides a beautiful conduit to facilitate that. Lovely. Um, and so in terms of the types of experiences we can have, um, you know, we're reminding people that they're more than their physical body. And then you list out a couple of different, I guess you would call it realms that people can access. There's the departed, um, there's the angelic realm, and then there's, I think, um, all that is, or something, our, our true nature, our right. essence. Um, can you talk a bit about the differences between those realms, maybe in terms of vibratory frequency, in terms of what the actual experience of it might be. I mean, everyone's gonna be different, but what, right. what, what should people be looking out for? 
I think it's so important that we not keep ourselves in these little boxes. The more I recognize where my limits are, the more awesome the connection becomes. So we call this mediumship. That's connecting with loved ones who have passed. But making the connection, it's really great if all of you listening realize that you are spirit in a human form right now. Spirit being synonymous with consciousness. And so you are actually limitless. We're in a very limited body right now, but these hemisync recordings help us get to our limitless nature. So there is a difference in vibratory frequency between what we might refer to as different levels, loved ones who have passed, the masters, certainly the all that is, is exactly that. It's That's the complete openness. But this is what I would call the human lineage, that line that we connect with. But truly, we can have any kind of adventure and consciousness connecting with other realities when we do this work. But this recording is specifically for that lineage we were talking about. Loved ones who have passed, the masters with whom we're familiar, guides with who we might not yet have met, and pure consciousness in its true state. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for that. And in terms of some of the keys, you know, you mentioned, I think, three. There's belief. Um, and we've talked about belief systems, you know, the BS before, right. um, and right. alignment with true nature, and then shifting your focus. Can you just kind of briefly go through those for us? Well, I love how in this series, Sanaya guides us to picture the gear shift on a manual gear shift in a car and realize that when we're walking about in our normal waking consciousness, we're in forward gear. It doesn't matter what gear. We humans want to say, well, is it third gear, fourth gear, third dimension, fourth dimension? It doesn't matter. Just realize that's a focus. That's a gear we're in. And so in the bless me method that I bring into all of my recordings, there's this one stage, the first S in bless me, where it's about surrendering. And in this particular part of the series, we're shown that that surrendering is literally shifting out of gear into neutral. Mm. So really just a surrendering that way, shifting out of gear, got gliding along, and then with intention, shifting into another reality. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was very interesting um, because I've listened to these tracks and read the script, you know, over the last several months. Um, But yesterday was the first time that I actually did the exercise Kind of in its entirety as, you know, you know, pleasure and not, you know, kind of with a critical um, ear. Um, And what I'm noticing is that there's a there's more coaching from you on this track. We're really learning how to navigate in these expanded states of awareness Um, and, you know, rather than just kind of accessing them or, you know, raising our um, energy. Um, And what can happen for uh, folks that are new to this is you can get into these expanded states and you can kind of drift. And so there's a time to be active, right. there's a time to be passive. And what I was noticing is that your voice and your coaching was coming on at, for what, what for me at least, was just the right time to right. kind of, you know, remind me to, okay, I need to become active again. Okay, sit back a bit now and, you know, see what's happening and sense. Um, and that was very interesting to me. Um, can you talk maybe a bit more about that? And know how folks should be managing their expectations and you know what they should be kind of orienting themselves towards. That's a huge, huge task to manage those yeah. expectations. 
expectations. The biggest expectation is not to expect bells and whistles and fantastic adventures every time you attempt to make the connection. Yeah. We can connect with the all that is in its purest state and simply be. And you might come out of this experience and say, well, nothing happened. Yes, but you experienced pure peace. What else did you experience? Was it a state of no thingness? How often do you experience that in your waking consciousness? <laughs> Go there often and you'll find more peace when you're here. So that's really key that spirit knows what they're doing and you'll have just the right connection when you're supposed to have it. And there's also that second track that's much less of the coaching and guidance so that people can have that uninterrupted experience. Yeah. Yeah. So um, interesting. And so I guess kind of going back to the belief systems again, and, you know, we had mentioned that we're more than your physical body, um, but you kind of talk about um, what we actually are, and you describe it sort of as nesting dolls. Um, can you just talk a bit about that? I thought that was really interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm making a note of that because I'm going to bring it up later with with the subject we'll touch on near the end of this. But uh, it this concept was shown to me so clearly by my guides when I was working out in a hotel gym not too long ago. And I'm sitting in one of those machines doing bicep curls and my reflection was in the mirror in front of me. But because there was a mirror behind me, there were four of me. Mm -hmm. And my guides said, pay attention to this. They snagged me. I talk about snags a lot. When you get that, wait a minute, there's something here, pull the thread. And in this case, it was that closest reflection represents your physical sense. That reflection behind you represents the soul. That reflection behind it, that's you as a pure light being. And mm -hmm. the farther back you go, the less solid it appears. We are all of those aspects. Mm -hmm. Each of us has that like nested Russian dolls. And the cool thing is, once you start making the connection with higher and different aspects of source, of spirit, mm -hmm. more frequently, which we do through these exercises, you get to choose your point of view. The highest point of view is an integrated one. When I sit here and I know I am all of this, mm -hmm. that's the goal for all of us. Now, there are times when I have to be so fully focused on my human self that I'm only coming from that point of view. But when you learn that spirit is malleable and we can actually come from our light being nature and make higher choices, or we can connect with somebody else's higher self through making the connection frequently, then life becomes so much more wondrous. It flows. There's peace and the joy that just comes from knowing I am all of this. Mm -hmm. And that's also a great example of the type of experience that you can start to come to have when you begin to make the connection. Um, and to actually not only have that experience here in the physical, but to recognize it for what it actually is. You know, it's, you know you're being shown something as opposed to just being at the gym and like looking in the mirror like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's a different type of um, insight that is happening. That's right. Your channels are open. That's what it is. That's why I call them snags. What is it that snagged my attention? What snagged me was higher consciousness that I'm so familiar to communi communicating with, you know, my guides, that you notice that, that moment, that beautiful teaching could have just gone right by. Mm -hmm. But the more everybody practices this, making the connection regularly, the snags happen all the time and the synchronicities come one after another. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Um, and so moving on to something that I think is lovely, but maybe a little bit poignant. 
Um, this last couple of weeks, I know, I know it's been tough for you as we've been kind of bringing this album out um, into the world because you lost your beloved pet, your dog. Um, and I'm just curious if there are any learnings or experiences you have had in connection with that. That uh, uh, The learning is ongoing. That's little Gretchen, my little black dachshund. We didn't know that she was as gravely ill as she was. And we mm -hmm. only had one week after we learned how sick she was until we had to help her ease her pain and pass to the spirit world on Christmas Day. Mm. And my greatest learning is that even mediums grieve. Yeah. And but that was my personal learning at the human level. But the teaching from my guides has been just tremendous. I'll be sharing that in the coming months in all the various channels I have to do that. But I know from making the connection in so many readings that I do as a medium that our pets are with us always. And so what has helped my grieving process so much is the the awareness of Gretchen's presence. So we need to change our vocabulary and stop saying you lost her. And mm -hmm. we all do that. I I don't do it anymore because uh -uh. I haven't lost her. I sense her running around here. But the moment, no, not the very moment she passed, I'd say about 10 seconds after she crossed, I was stunned by her presence in the most unexpected way, Garrett. I We were sitting petting her tie and I as the, our beautiful friend Beth from uh, many of my followers know Beth from my book, Wolf's Message. It's Wolf's stepmom. She's a veterinarian. She came to our house on Christmas Day to help us with this challenging thing we had to do to help Gretchen cross. And about 10 seconds after our little baby took her last breath, suddenly I gasped out loud because I felt this joyous burst and I heard the words, I'm free. Mm. In a, in a tone I'd never heard before. And then I felt her run around me like three quick circles and it was gone. Mm -hmm. And I gasped so much that Beth and Ty, my husband turned to me because we were, we'd been so, so it was, it was a sacred time, but so serious. So trying not to show her that we were upset. And so we were just calm, but all of a sudden I, and then the tears flowed, but they weren't yeah. yet the tears of grief. They were the joy that, oh my gosh, we did the right thing. She's free. And it, yeah. was, it was stunning. But to follow on to that, she has been talking to me in English words since <laughs> then, which sounds so funny. But as a medium, I can tell you, I brought through quite a few pets and they speak to me in English, which is not a surprise because people who never spoke English, if I connect with someone's mother who only spoke Chinese, mm -hmm. they speak through in English words. This mm -hmm. is consciousness is translated through the human vessel. Mm -hmm. So this making the connection series, of course, it can be used to connect with pets because what are pets? Beautiful souls. Yeah. Okay, with us. Yeah, and um, you know, you also actually pointed to something that I think I was just guilty of as I was describing um, Gretchen's transition, and you know, this again goes back to the belief systems and how like they're encoded in our language. Um, and then how we talk about things. So, you know, as we talk about, you know, losing a loved one, like that puts a certain frame around the experience, right? Box. Yeah. Absolutely. A box. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, thanks for pointing that out too. Lost the physical pro uh, presence. And what I've been showing in the teaching this week is we part of the grieving process is because the patterns that we go through with our loved ones, pets, humans, it doesn't matter. 
are energetic patterns that are held in the box of your physical room in your house. And so you walk in a door and that energy that you expect that person or that animal to greet you is still there. And yeah. we grieve because our our energetic pattern expects that energy to be there and there's dissonance. So mm -hmm. it's an undoing of patterns. Yet when we understand that we can create new patterns from across the veil by making the connection regularly, then we don't lose them at yeah. all. Yeah. Well, um, I think people are going, are going to enjoy this a lot. Thanks for recording it with us. Um, yeah. Um, if you folks like this, please share it up, um, check it out, um, and we'll talk to you next time. Uh, Suzanne, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure.